Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Now, we are in the middle of our summer series where we are doing live rapid reactions to Firetime Magazine audio articles. And today's article is one that gets me juiced. It's by my friend Sam O'Donnell, and it's called The Power of the Backlog. Now, Sam wrote this article for the March issue of the Firetime Magazine, and he actually came on this podcast last season to talk about backlog as a keystone metric for your company. Both me and Sam worked together at Fireside Home Solutions where backlog was literally the air that we breathed every single day. A backlog report was sent to us. And I mean, we probably referenced this thing five, six times a day. I mean, this is what the entire company lived and breathed. And it's been a while since I've read and listened to this article since it came out a number of months ago. I'm excited to jump back in. I'm going to be taking notes and I will give you my rapid reaction to it on the other side. The Power of the Backlog. By Sam O'Donnell. Of all the tools I had at my disposal while working in retail sales, the backlog report was among those I used and valued the most. Some folks use different terminology for this type of report, some folks overlook its importance, and some folks are simply unaware it exists. But it does exist. In fact, if your company has any form of a POS system, I can almost guarantee you have access to a backlog report, or some version of it. This article will explain what a backlog is and how to wield its power. Hopefully, it will help team members from top to bottom, including owners, managers, and salespeople, harness the power of this valuable tool. What is a backlog report? Simply put, A backlog report is a detailed description of products ordered and work agreed to that has not yet been completed. For example, let's say a hearth retailer agrees to sell and install a gas fireplace. The customer has placed a deposit or down payment, but the work isn't scheduled until a later date, and thus it hasn't been completed. The value of this job is listed on the backlog report until the work is completed paid, and invoiced. How is a backlog report used? Although a backlog report can be used in many different ways, I'm going to focus on these three in this article. One, it can be used to forecast revenue. Two, it can be used to evaluate performance. And three, it can be used to forecast job site problems. Number one, using a backlog report to forecast revenue. Most fireplace and hearth product transactions aren't done over the counter or completed same day. Selling in our industry is a never ending cycle of agreeing to fulfill orders and complete work. As orders are in the process of being fulfilled and work is being completed, we agree to fulfill more orders and complete more work. This cycle makes it difficult to forecast revenue for any given day, month, quarter, or year. Cue the backlog. 
This report provides a clear look into what revenue we can expect and when we can expect it. Two, using a backlog report to evaluate performance. The performance of most salespeople is evaluated based on their ability or inability to drive revenue. This comes in the form of sales goals and targets. During my time as a retail salesperson, I had yearly, quarterly, and monthly sales goals. We'd start by setting a goal for the year, breaking it down by quarter, and finally to the month. This is where it gets interesting. Our sales goals were based on backlog dollars rather than revenue. If the function of a salesperson is to drive revenue, why on earth would revenue not be the measuring tool? Well, at the end of the day, it is. However, revenue is a desired outcome. Focusing on outcome alone neglects the behaviors and actions necessary to achieve the outcome. For instance, let's say a revenue goal for the month is set. The month comes to an end, and revenue falls shy of the goal. There's no longer an opportunity to go back and make adjustments. It's been determined. Worse yet, understanding why the desired outcome wasn't achieved is nothing more than a guess. But when backlog dollars are the focus, the measurement of success is broken down to micro-behaviors that are analyzed week by week throughout the month. If the behaviors exhibited in week one of the month aren't moving the needle towards achieving the monthly revenue goal, there are still three weeks left to make adjustments. With this approach, whether or not the desired outcome will be achieved becomes predictable. Three, using a backlog report to forecast job site problems. There's no greater cause of lost profit than problems on job sites, especially when the job falls out and requires a return trip. Beyond the lost profit on that particular job, there's a domino effect that influences virtually every department in your business. Installers are on the phone with estimators. Salespeople are getting an earful from the customer, which in turn involves management. Purchasing has to order necessary materials, and the entire schedule has to be readjusted. Honestly, my backlog reports saved me from so many job fallouts that I couldn't even count them. Taking a quick glance at that report each morning told me exactly when each job was scheduled to be installed. Two weeks in advance, I'd review each job and run through a checklist of questions. Are the necessary parts in the order, and are they set to arrive on time? Does the installation crew have all the information they need? If so, is all the information clear? If not, what's missing? Does the installation crew have the equipment necessary to complete the job? Is this the best installation crew for the job? Should I call the customer to reiterate exactly what we plan to do? If subcontractors are assisting with the job, do I need to make sure they're prepared? Lastly, how confident am I that this will go smoothly? Do we need to take a second look before the installation? Reviewing this list might sound a little tedious, and it can be, 
but it's never as tedious as trying to solve problems after they happen. Just like the backlog report has the power to forecast revenue, it also has the power to forecast problems before they arise. In short, understanding the tools at our disposal is important. Understanding when to use them is valuable. Understanding how to best utilize them is a superpower. When it's fully understood and properly utilized, the backlog report has the power to dictate behaviors that make for a better, more profitable business. This article is so powerful. Gosh, as I was listening to it, I was just I was just transfixed by it because I'm just revisiting so many concepts that were instrumental in my personal journey. And I mean, I will tell you, listen to this article again and take notes on it. Think about it because these concepts will transform a business. They will transform behavior. You know, for me personally, backlog was really the driver that did it for me on the sales end. At my old company, every single day, a backlog report showed up in my inbox and the report looked really boring. Basically, it up at the top, it said your total backlog was X. So let's just say it was $250,000. And then it said your total scheduled backlog was Y. Say that it's $150,000. And it would say your total unscheduled backlog is Z. So again, if my total backlog is two fifty. dollars my scheduled backlog is 150. That means of my $250,000 sold in the backlog, $150,000 of it has a scheduled date assigned to it, and it means that my unscheduled backlog is 100 grand. Well, for me as a salesperson that's paid on a sliding scale, I know that I didn't sell $100,000 worth of will calls that are going to magically disappear from the backlog on their own. So I'm asking questions as to when is this stuff going to go in? I'm calling the purchaser. I'm calling the scheduler. I'm driving this thing forward. Now, that was up at the top of the report. The rest of the report was just simply columns that just said, you know, the customer name. It would give the dollar amount for that project, and it would tell you if it was in the schedule or not in the schedule, and it was organized by date. So this was a tool that even though I didn't understand it at first, over time, I started to realize it was the mechanism to tell me how much money I was going to get paid this month and next month and the month after. And that became a predictable metric that as I started to manage my team members was the anchor of everything that we did. And and Sam worked as a part of that team. Now, I thought this was actually really cool. I forgot that it was read by Sam himself. And so that was just really neat to be able to hear his voice. He's so deliberate and purposeful with the way that he talks. And I, I think that some of the things he hit, we really need to zoom in on. So the backlog forecast your revenue that, you know, I was just talking about that myself as a salesperson, but For many companies, I'll just say, many companies should be hiring more installers. And they're not because they're not looking at their backlog. You know, you want to be looking at this metric regularly, if not daily, at least weekly, to be able to see how big is our total backlog of sold work. Because that tells us if we need to hire a crew. You know, if you've got a half million dollars in sold work and you're out 16 weeks, you better be looking at hiring a crew because with another crew, you could turn that work in probably 12 weeks or maybe even less than that, right? So it's really, really important to be focusing in on this. And I'm just making these numbers up arbitrarily off the top of my head, but the backlog will tell you 
when you can afford to hire somebody. It's a guarantee that you've got the performance coming, so you need to gear up for it. And as a company, in my old business, we were always meeting you know, regularly once a week to talk about the backlog. And we'd meet with the installation manager and we'd say, okay, here's where our month-to-date revenue is of invoiced sales. Okay, this is what's left in the backlog for this month. Okay, how do you feel about this? What, what percentage do we think is going to fall out due to a product showing up damaged or a customer calling to change their own installation date and we're not able to move something up? We'd say, okay, you know, well, so we think about 10% is going to fall out. Okay, so we should be all right. If we lose 10% of the backlog with what's left in the backlog plus our month-to-date sales, we'll hit our invoice sales goal for the month. Other times we'd say, man, we're not going to be able to do this. So, okay, we got to drive something here in the next two weeks. We're going to run a special on our in-stock gas inserts because we got to drive this backlog up if we're going to hit our invoice number. And it didn't guarantee success, but what it did is it gave us a framework where we were not surprised by our revenue number because we'd meet on a regular basis to talk about it. It allowed us to evaluate job performance. I mean, like Sam said, we were always looking as salespeople at who's got the biggest backlog, who is contributing the most to the cause. And backlog is a leading indicator. We've talked about lead versus lag. You know, a lag measure is your invoiced sales. I was actually talking this morning with a company and we were talking about different metrics for their team that's out selling in the field. And, you know, a lot of the metrics were good metrics. This was a chimney company. And so they were talking about sales per opportunity. They were talking about close percentage. And those are good metrics, but those are lag metrics, not lead metrics, right? A lag metric, by the time you get it, you can't do anything about it. When I find out what my sale per opportunity was, you know, I can't do anything about it. But backlog is something that is a leading indicator where we start to see what we're going to do in revenue and we can start to dictate what goes in or comes out of that based on the promotions that we want to run or maybe we want to slow things down because we have outkicked our coverage and until we get that extra installation crew hired, we are going to raise our prices on things. You know, the backlog can really dictate a lot in your business. It does forecast future problems. I mean, I actually, I never did this myself until I saw Sam do it. And Sam really championed this where every single day he was going through his backlog and he would look at the jobs coming up and just determine, like he said in the article, this is a problem customer. You know, I better call the installers and make sure that they feel good about this job. I'm going to just double check with our warehouse guy that we've got everything in stock. I'm going to call this customer and just reassure them that we feel really good about the job, right? So he would take these steps to proactively solve problems. And I've seen him talk to people about this. And sometimes folks will, you know, say or, or think when they, when they hear him talk about this, like, oh, I don't, I don't have time to do that. Every single day, I need to review my backlog and look ahead of my jobs. And the answer is Yes. You know, as a salesperson, like what, in a month, even if it's the beginning of the month, you maybe have 20 jobs in the backlog for the month. It's not that many, you know, and if you can review this thing every day, well, eventually it only takes like 10, 15 minutes tops. You know, your first time, it'll maybe take you 45 minutes, but it really allows you to spot problems before they happen. You know, he mentioned at the end of the article that most companies have these tools at their disposal, very few understand them and even fewer execute on them. If you understand and execute on these tools, it is a superpower. And, you know, for me, just listening to this, there was a lot of value that I got out of it just for myself with Wi-Fi as I do training and consulting and coaching. And, you know, I, I have to imagine that, that there's some value in there for you as well. 
Now, if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website patreon.com slash itsfiretime. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash itsfiretime. And it'd be remiss if I did not mention this. If you haven't subscribed to the Firetime Magazine podcast, you need to take care of that right now. Whatever you're doing, stop Go to your podcast catcher and type the Firetime Magazine into the search bar and subscribe to this podcast because this content comes out every month from voices all across North America from every aspect of the industry, retailers, distributors, and manufacturers that are writing pieces of content that are going to transform your business. And every month we put it into an audio article format and it's really powerful. So this week, the homework I'm giving you is you need to subscribe to the Firetime Magazine podcast and you got to figure out how to get your hands on a backlog report. If you can do that, you're going to win. Hope you have an amazing rest of the week. We will talk to you next week to wrap up our summer series from Firetime Magazine Rapid Reaction Episodes. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. I'm all in to burn. 